What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We have a lot to cover today, a lot of action going on around the league, so I'm going to jump right into it. So let's start in Houston, Texas, where there was a matchup between the Twins and the Astros. This was Carlos Correa's return to Houston, his first game back in Houston since signing with the Minnesota Twins as a free agent last winter. Obviously, he got a warm welcome as he, you know, came back to the, to the team that, that drafted him, the team that he, he had a lot of good moments with, team that he won a World Series with. It was his first trip back. He was one for four as the Twins lost to the Astros 4-2. But, you know, six and a half mem- memorable seasons with the Houston Astros. And it was actually Correa who broke up a no-hitter bid, a no-hit bid by Justin Verlander. So on the other side of the ball, Justin Verlander was absolutely dominant in this start. He is continuing his march to a Cy Young. That's just the reality. I mean, if you look at Verlander, he's 39. He's coming off a of Tommy John, and he's he's looking older. He's looking wiser, as they say. Uh, you know, Verlander is now leading the major leagues in wins and ERA. He's 16 and three with 1.87 ERA. It just completely defies all logic really when you think about a 39 year old pitcher coming off of injury guys like that usually don't put up these type of numbers but Justin Verlander is is not any is not just any other guy so yeah you know JV is just is really the front runner for that Cy Young and he's showing some of his best stuff obviously we were talking about someone who's the first ballot hall of famer but I mean he's having one of the best seasons of his career right now It's pretty, pretty remarkable. So shout out to Justin Verlander. Shout out to the Astros as they get that victory as, uh, you know, they, yeah, they get that victory in Carlos Correa's return. Let's head out to Seattle. So the Mariners, the Mariners were playing the Nats. They won by a score of 4-2. Home runs were on the menu for the M's. So they had two run blasts by Eugenio Suarez and Mitch Hanniger, and they backed Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray actually carried a no hitter into the seventh inning. And the M's get a nice win. You know, the M's are look, they're going for it. You know, they're looking for uh, a playoff appearance this year. And, you know, they, they have a 21 year playoff drought and everyone in that organization is well aware of it. But, they're not trying to let, they don't want that pressure to get to them. They don't want that pressure to get to them. You know, they're in the middle. Well, they're starting a six game homestand. They just kicked that off with this win over the Nats. But with 40 games left, they're trying to make a statement. They, they get that going against the Nats on Monday. You know, after Tuesday, the Mariners postseason odds climb to 91.2%, according to Fangraphs. That is the fourth highest chance in the American League behind Astros, Yankees, and Blue Jays. So I, I think I think we can say the Mariners are sitting pretty, but obviously these are just projections. Real-world circumstances can change. But you have to factor in the fact that the Mariners have the easiest strength of schedule among all teams the rest of the way. They have the easiest schedule among any team in the majors the rest of the season. So if they don't make it to the postseason, that would be a major that would mean they they endured a major collapse. That's just that, that's just the, the reality of the situation. So they're having full crowds out there in Seattle. You know they, they are playing meaningful baseball. 
late into the season, you know, something they haven't done very much, uh, you know, in the past couple of decades. So they got that win out there and they beat the Nats. Let's head out to the East Coast where Bryce Harper is not in the major leagues right now. He's He actually had his first rehab assignment. He's trying to get back from that broken thumb. And he homered in his first and fifth plate appearances in his first rehab game with AAA Lehigh Valley, just 70 miles north of Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. His first at-bat, he hits a bomb to right field. Then his fifth at-bat of the night, he hits an oppo blast the other way. I think this guy is is feeling pretty good. He's supposed to be in the minors for about a week, but obviously if he's if he's swinging the bat like this, they might cut his rehab assignment short because like, well, the Phillies don't want to waste those at-bats down in AAA where it doesn't matter. They want him making a difference up in the big league. So the Phillies are ready to get their MVP back. And yeah, he looks he looks pretty comfortable down there. But the Phillies up in the majors did bounce back to beat the Reds in a 7-6 walk-off victory at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies carried a one-run lead into the ninth, only to have the Reds score twice. But then they battled back. Gene Segura walked, and Bryson Stott doubled off the top of the right center field wall. And then a throwing error allowed Segura to score the tying run. Nick Maton followed two batters later with the game-winning single to right field. So good vibes in Philadelphia. Good vibes and down in AAA also because they have they have their uh, secret weapon or their not-so-secret weapon cooking down there ready to make his return. If we head out to Detroit, the Giants beat the Tigers by a score of 3-1. Carlos Rodon continued his Fantastic season for the Giants. Seven innings, one earned run, 10 strikeouts, lowering his ERA down to a 2.81. The Giants are an even 500. They're 61 and 61, but they're third in the NL West. They're not quite the magical season like they had last year where they won the most games. They won 107 games, the most in baseball. But, you know, they do have some guys having really strong seasons. Carlos Rodon is one of them. And we saw that on display on Tuesday night. Jock Peterson's another one, you know, middle of that lineup, two for three with, uh, you know, two for three with a run scored, an RBI, and a walk. Evan Longoria, two for four with a home run. He's got an 848 OPS on the year. So good stuff by some individuals out there in San Francisco, but they are hovering right around 400. They're in a tough division. It's going to take a little bit more than that for them to, to really make a difference in the playoff picture and the playoff race. We head out to San Diego. The Cleveland Guardians beat the Padres 3-1. And this is a close game. This is a close game, but the Guardians, you know, they just get some timely hitting, really. And that's how they get it done. They're in the eighth inning. Score and score some insurance run. Score insurance run there in the eighth. But good pitching from both sides, really. Clevenger pitched for the Padres, six innings, two earned runs. Uh, Aaron Savale for the Guardians, four and two thirds with one earned run. And Cleveland was able to come out on top. So, you know, we did, I, I did mention already on, on an earlier episode that, you know, Aaron Judge seems to be back in the groove of things. He does have 48 home runs on the year now. So he's back in the groove. Um, you know, he's chasing that American League record. That's the reality of the situation. But those are our updates for now. You know, I really did want to hone in on that Verlander. I would say that's the biggest piece of news right now. But that's going to do for today. If you enjoyed this, 
Please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.